0: morning church. It's Palm Sunday, right? No matter how many times I come up here, I'm always nervous. Oh God. You got nervous feeling like you're about to go on a roller coaster. But once you get on it, which I don't go on a roller coaster, so I don't know what it really feels like, but I believe uh, I believe God has a word for us today. Um, it's been like a hard, I was, I was breaking down the year In the sense of like quarters, and we're we're about to enter into the second quarter of the year. And this first quarter of the year has been so rough. There's been so many funerals, attacks from the enemy, nonsense from people, words spoken against us. So many things going on, and a lot of times we cry out, Lord, give me peace in this situation. Give me peace in this storm. Get me out of this situation. And I believe today, the story we're going to talk about in Palm Sunday, God wants to connect to us and let us know that he's on our side today. Amen. And he's going to give us victory. But we're going to do it his way, not our way. Because our way leads to destruction and fights and ghettoness, and cursing and all this craziness. Amen? So I'm going to just pray over this service. Father God, I just thank you right now, Lord. I thank you for your perfect peace, Lord Jesus. Your peace that surpasses all of our understanding, no matter what circumstance we're in, Lord God. Father, we trust you, Lord God, and we know, Lord God, you're always going to make a way, Father God. So today, Lord, we line up with you, Lord God, and what you want to do, not our will, not our way, but your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, happy Palm Sundays, I guess, I don't know, right? Happy Palm Sundays. To me, it's Sunday, Sunday, right? But I'm going to read this scripture. I know you might have heard this story so many times. But I'm going to be a, a portion of this scripture to, to relate to what is actually God wants to say today. Amen? Amen? I'm going to start off at Luke 19, verses 37 through 44. On the screen, it's going to have the ESV, but I'm going to read it from the NIV. You know, sometimes we want to be like, you got it? Did you get that? Because a lot of times we don't bring Bibles or we don't have that, So <laughs> It says, when he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of oh, Olives, it's just talking about Jesus. The whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God and allow voices of our voices for all miracles that, excuse me, for all the miracles they have seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city. He wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known this day that that what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embarkment against you and encircle you and hem, hem you on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within the walls, and they will not leave one stone another because you do not recognize the time of God's coming to you. The title of my message is, I forgot, the hour of a... Thank God for the screens, right? The hour of his visitation. You see, the people, they were crying out. You know, the the word Hosanna is interpreted as save us, save us now. They saw a a king coming in to save them, but their view of him was different. What they wanted, they wanted a king to come sit on the throne and overthrow the Romans and overthrow every enemy that comes to harm them and, and bring trouble to them. But when Jesus came and his terms of peace wasn't the way they wanted, they rejected him. The same people that were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, save us, were the same people that later on said, crucify him. Because they didn't agree the way he wanted to bring peace. They wanted to fight. So many of us today need peace in our situations. And we don't follow the way God's terms are when it comes to that peace. Some of you don't know Jesus today, and you need peace to your storm inside of you, and the way you've been handling things is not the way, and God, God has a term in a way that He wants to bring peace to you today. And as believers, we have we go through so many turmoils and so much frustrations, words spoken against us, and we want justice, and sometimes we want justice in our way, so we make prayers unto God and say, "Lord, do it this way, and I'll be happy." Lord, I need provision make me rich. Make me. I know in my job, they always talk about marrying a rich man. I don't know what that's about. I marry a rich man, everything about really? Doesn't does does Puffy say more, more money, more problems? Right? We want to find a perfect world in the worldly a- a- attitude how, how we can find perfection. Check this out. There's a scripture found in uh, excuse me in John 14, 26 and 27. This is going to be our our What we use in every situation to determine how God is going to bring us understanding and peace. Amen. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you and my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The difference, you know, the difference with with the world's version is that Everything has to be in order in order for me to find some peace. Some some people think peace is the absence of people. Like, give me some peace. Go in your room. I'll find peace. When everything's going crazy. If you just go out, if I go to a hotel somewhere and say, I'll find peace. Sometimes peace is if everything is healthy. My body's healthy. My finances are in order. My kids are in order. My church is in order. Everything's working. Then I'll find peace. But that's the world's version of Peace. As you see in the story, the people were going through so much turmoil, and they were under the oppression of the Romans. And under our oppressions and the things that we go through in life, God could give us a peace that surpasses all our understanding. It's almost like a little voice in our head that says, everything's going to be okay. When the whole world is falling around you, and you're hurting, and you're broken, you kind of hear this little word saying, everything's going to be okay. You don't know how. You don't know when. But the thing is, God wants us to be ready when every time he steps into the plate, and steps on our behalf. He wants us to be ready to accept his way, not our way. Amen? One of the things um, I noticed one time was, how do, how do I really know when the hour is near? How do I know when the visitation of God comes into the situation? A lot of times good things happen. Things change and, and miracles occur. But sometimes our mind is not the way we want it, so we reject those things. We ask for change and we say, Lord, I want things to change and change. But our eyesight and how we see things is not the way God sees things. So we cancel out everything that God does, every good thing he does. And we resort back to the same place and say, you know what? Nothing has changed. Everything's still the same. When are you going to come through, God? When are you going to answer me? And like the people, we give up sometimes. Some people walk away from God and say, you know what? You're not not doing this for me. This ain't working out. So I'm going to trust in my way. Only to return to destruction and come back to God and say, okay, I'll do it your way again. Where do we find the balance? Where do we see, see things the way God sees them? How do we know that in this hour is the hour that God wants to visit us and save us? How do we know in this hour is the time that God wants to rescue us out of our situation? I read this story. I was reading a, um, a portion of scripture when um, Elizabeth, which is... a uh, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, and Mary pays a visit to her. Let me find a scripture. I got this all crazy. All right. Luke 1 verses 41 through 49. This is like, I I interpret this this scripture as how miracles happen, how I begin to see. Because sometimes, I'm so blind to things sometimes. Things can be happening good for me, and I'm like, still depressed. Like, nothing's changed. But there's something in my spirit that happened to me one time where I can relate. Now, I'm not, you're going to read the story, but I'm not pregnant or anything like that. So what's happening to me is not pregnancy, but I'm just going to read the scripture first. At this time, Mary got ready in a hurry to the town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed, blessed is the child you bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? As soon as the sound of your greetings reach my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has delivered the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. There was a moment in my job where I've been asking God for a lot of things. You know, I always talk about my job, right? Because I'm there like 90% of the time, right? And I asked God, I said, Lord, I'm asking for things to change. I want to, if this is not my, your will for me to be in this place, I want to prosper. I want to move forward. Get me out of this job. That was my prayer. Get me out of this job. So I start believing my own stuff. So I'm prepping myself to get out of this job. My wife was like, what? Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, something else will come. Maybe some ministry will open up somewhere. Maybe some other kind of job. I was trying to find out information to look for other work. But God's plan is not the way I, uh, my plan is on. The way I see things, the way I'm waiting for God to save me out of this situation is not the way he's going to do it. So uh, this is what happens. My, my supervisor comes in And she's like, um, this is after Christmas. This is in January. And she says, I'm "I'm leaving. She says, I'm leaving the job. I'm pregnant. I'm leaving the job. And immediately, remember, I'm not pregnant. But immediately something just jumped in me. Like, boom. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is it. Nothing. no proof of anything that I'm asking for. But at that moment, something happened in me. My spirit jumped and leaped like, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen. But in my spirit, something changed. Go down the line on Tuesday. I'm waiting for this meeting to have that's going to change my whole situation. For the best. In a way that I never imagined. That people have been fighting for me behind the scenes. That I have not known. Thought people that were against me. But not working in my favor. The things I did not see, the things that I didn't know, God brought all that out to the open. And in doing that, I'm waiting to get paid. (laughs) I'm waiting to not clean toilets no more. This is all in that deal, that I don't have to clean a toilet no more. That I sit down and do, order people around and tell other people what to do and getting paid for that. That's my, that's what's going to happen on Tuesday when I have my victory. But I didn't interpret that by, by her saying she's leaving a job. When I thought she was leaving a job, in my human mind, I should be like, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. Because now I have favor with her. Now someone else will come in and, and make this miserable for me. And I can't take days off when I need to take a fake... Let me not say that in case somebody's watching. <laughs> you got to take a sick day, you know? When I got to leave the job, I say I have to go somewhere. I got to pick up my kid. Go ahead, go. You know that favor you have? And I was afraid that I was going to lose that. But in that one moment, everything just changed in my spirit. That something's going to happen, and I don't know—I don't know what it is. But God heard my cries, and He knew what's best for me, not what I wanted. But He know He knows the full plan and the full He sees everything. That knows that how things going to work out. I believe today God wants us to come into agreement with His His terms of peace for your life. And for far too long, we handle things on our own strength. We do things the way we want to do it. We have a lot of times where we see things I was I was before I was working on this sermon. I was thinking of doing a whole other type of sermon, but I'm going to add some stuff to it. Where in our eyesight, how we see things is sometimes blocked by sometimes our judgment. Sometimes we judge people or judge situations and we forget that I got this beam in my eye that's smacking everybody in the head. And I want other people to correct themselves and be perfect and be a certain way. But yet myself, I'm not that. So I can require, how can I require judge someone else and judge them when myself is dealing with the same things they go through? It blocks our vision. It blocks how we see things. It blocks how we see God move. It blocks how we see each other. So when things fail us the first thing we do is say crucify them. You know how hard it is to be a leader in the church? You do one wrong, wrong thing everybody's like remove them from the church. They don't have God in them. I can do it better. Really? We all struggle. We all go through changes. We all go through our our, our breaking times. We go through our times where we don't know where the outcome is going to happen. But God's like, if you agree with me on the peace that I have for you, and how I'm going to work things out, and fully trust Him, we can get, when the time of visitation comes, when those moments come when we are waiting for God, we won't miss it. Because a lot of times when we miss those moments, I'm saying, it's not just a big moment that happens at time. There are a lot of little moments. It's one of those when somebody crosses you over in the street or somebody gets a negative attitude, I work in a job where people are ghetto. So they come in all the time want to yell at you. I'm a janitor slash security slash everything. And you deal with parents yelling at you. You don't want me to get, the ladies be like, you don't want me to get mad. You don't want to see me mad. And you got to deal, not deal with it in the flesh. You got to be like, no, I don't want to see you mad, ma'am. You, well, can you wait out there and we will help you out as soon as possible. And those moments is where God shows up sometimes and shows a visitation. Well, here I am. Don't get ghetto. Love her. Be kind. You know how many times when you pray, when I got to prepare a message and all this negativity comes to knock you down? Say, you don't really do a good job. You're not really that good. Don't say this. Don't do that. Don't be this way. And it gets in your spirit sometimes. You'll be like, I don't know what to say. Am I good enough? Like my wife said when she prayed for me in the back, she said, perfect peace. You have peace. See, we have a Jesus that we're not waiting for him to come on a donkey and determine if he's going to rescue us. Now, we know that he died on the cross. We know he rose from the dead. We know he set us free and, and, and every sin that we could not change, every situation that was out of our control, he made a way. And he sent his Holy Spirit to rely on that, rely on him to get us through every situation. Every situation that we cannot overcome on our own. Every situation that seems impossible. But we have a God that fights for us. We have a God that loves us unconditionally. That we can trust him in every situation. But our vision is blocked, man. How we determine things is my way. It's the way I want it to occur. It's my way, the way I want things to happen. But it only brings destruction. It only brings pain. It brings frustration. It brings division. God wants to bless us and God wants to provide for us in your homes in your jobs, your neighborhoods. But we need his peace, his way. And the only way we're going to do that sometimes is through the Holy Spirit. Don't you know if you have Christ inside you, you have the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you? Not only to teach you things, but to bring remembrance of things in your life. I don't know everything. I have a bad memory. I don't know if it's selective sometimes, right Lee? Selective memory. She told me to wash the dishes and I forget. Can you please mop the floor? It's like three days later. Did you mop the floor? Like, I don't know. I need the Holy Spirit for that, right? You need the Holy Spirit. Lord, Holy Spirit, bring remembrance of the things you promised me, the things I asked for. You know, sometimes things are occurring in your life right now, the things you asked for a while back, and it's happening now, and you don't determine it. And you'd be like, I don't want this. This is not what I'm asking for right now. I'm asking you to get this person out of my life. I'm asking you to correct this person and do that. But in the moment, God is answering the prayers that you have cried out for. The Holy Spirit knows what's best for you at this time and at this moment that will fulfill the plan of God in your life. We don't know the fullness. We don't know. We can say, oh, I know what I'm going to do in God. I don't know what I'm going to do in God. Every day is like a new thing. Whatever journey he's taking me on, whatever thing he's providing me, whatever thing he's working in my life is going to fulfill the ultimate plan that he has for my life. But if I'm not aligned with what he wants to do and I want what what I want, when the time comes, I'm going to reject it. I'm going to reject his goodness. You don't have to be perfect. We're not asking for perfection in, in his life. God's not asking. Him. He's just asking you to trust him to do what he promises you. Amen? I want to read the scripture. I want you to close your eyes right now. I'm not ending yet. But I just want you to close your eyes. And I just saw myself doing this a couple of days ago. I know there may be a time where a lot of people talk about you. A lot of people come against you. A lot of people hurt you. The situations you ask, God, Lord, I need a miracle in this situation. and I'm working for you. I'm serving you, Lord. I love you. There are things that people come against you that are in the, that's in the darkness and it's wrong. And you're waiting, Lord, wh- wh- why is this happening? Why are these people getting away with this stuff? And Luke eight seventeen says this. And i just speak this over you right now. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. We will not miss the hour of, our, of his visitation. Because we will agree to his terms. I don't know where you're at, but you know what? Everything done in the darkness was going to be brought out to the light. Every word that rises up against us and evil will be exposed. Now, in our strength, like I said before, in our strength, it was like, yo, I want to expose that person. When you do me wrong, I want to tell you, yo, I'm the kind of person that go up to you and beyond. I don't be mean, but if you say something to me, I'm going to correct you, especially if he's out in the open. I'm going to say something. I'm like, yo, that's not right but I don't want to use the word punks, but you know, people go into secret places and they start damaging people and hurting people and destroying people. And you ask God, Lord, please give me victory in this situation. The mouths are coming together. The tongues are coming to rise up against us. No matter what your situation, God said, I'm going to expose those things. And they will come And I don't have to expose it. God's going to expose it. But not only the bad things, but the good things. What you do in secret. What you're asking God for when you pray and you ask him, Lord, I, I'm going to surrender this or when things come against you, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going I'm to be on the line of you, Lord. I'm going to trust in your peace. I'm going to trust in your ways. I'll allow these things, though this momentary affliction is, it, this, this thing is for a moment but in eternity is far our ways. What God is going to do in eternity, so, so I'm, Lord, I'll go through these situations now. I'll go through the trials. I'll go through the frustrations. I trust that you're going to make a way. I trust in your peace. But in due season, everything will come out to the light. I thank God that we don't, we're not in, the, in, in, in Israel being the type of people that saying crucify him. And not realizing this time of our visitation. We're in an hour now, spiritually in an hour now, where God wants to rescue us and come through for us. And he does not want us to act upon the way the flesh is and the way the world acts. And the way the world sees things. He wants to see things the way he sees them. Will he not do something before he tells us? Will he not act on our behalf? Does he not have the power to overcome everything that we seem impossible for us? Today, I'm going to tell you, if you don't know Jesus today, I just want you to give an opportunity. You know, my, my word for the year, if you don't remember, is Skittles. <laughs> to taste the rainbow. And every time I taste the goodness of God, I want you to taste the goodness of God, too. I want you to know that there's a God out there. If you don't know Jesus today, there's a God out there that loves you. That put everything on the line for us. Died for us. Can you imagine all the sin, the things you do wrong and you live with guilt? Can you imagine someone that never did those things had to experience those things? To the point where he was in prayer. He said, if you could let this cup pass from me. But we're going to do like Jesus did. Not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes you want this cup to pass from you. You just want it to go away. Just go away. Let's make it go away, Lord. Just make it go away quickly. And when he doesn't do that, we become mad and disappointed with God. But what he has for us to bring, bring that situation to an end is different than what we, ha- we ask him. And we need to be keen in our spirits and our spiritual eyes to see when t- times about to change. And I want to tell you today, today is the hour when things begin to change. We're like, we're like Elizabeth when that jump in her spirit that something's different. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's going to work, but something's going to change on my behalf. God loves us. He didn't die for no reason. And for us believers that seek the Lord and have the Holy Spirit in us, we need to stay in agreement with God, how God's way wants to do things and not come against each other, not be enemies to each other, not be angry at God. Not put these expectations. You know, we, we can have expectations, but don't name your expectations sometimes. Sometimes it may be good, You may be a prayer that you need to be pre- precise. Like when I asked for my wife, I asked for precisely what I wanted. My, my, my mom doesn't remember this, but she used to tell me, as long as she's beautiful, she loves the Lord, and, and she's faithful to you. And I wanted more than that. <laughs> so I was like, well, Jesus, you have, she has to have this and all that stuff. But sometimes in our lives, we can't do that. Because when those, those needs are not met, we get frustrated. We have to have expectations of God. I know you're going to do something. I don't know when you're going to do. But when you do it, I'm going to rejoice and thank you. I'm not going to complain. Because I know the perfect will in my life, you, you're accomplishing it. Step by step, moment by moment. Today, I want you to know that in this hour of visitation for God in your life, that whatever you're dealing with, God wants to come to your rescue. He wants to come to your rescue today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, today. And whatever you're struggling with today, whatever you're going through today, our Jesus that rode in on a donkey saw us, even in that moment, saw us today and died for our sins. And forgave us knowing what we're going to do now, every mistake that we're going to make when we came to Christ after and before. He made a way for us. And I trust that you would trust in the Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you. Not to worry anymore, not to be afraid. Not to be concerned. If I do the good thing, what's gonna happen? This person's gonna take advantage of me. If I do this, people are gonna walk all over me. I can't let them walk. We hold this like this worldly fleshly um, strength in us. But it only in the end leaves us lonely and frustrated. Today, God wants you to trust in him totally, to, to rely on his ways, to receive the peace that surpasses all. So he is the prince of peace, the peace that surpasses all your understanding, how it's going to work out. Today, God wants to give you that peace, to trust him that everything is going to work out, to see things the way he sees them, to see people the way he sees them. For far too long, we see people as mistakes. Sometimes we see people the way we see ourselves. And we speak judgment. We speak a lot of things. But why don't we see people in the heart of God? How he sees the finished work in all of us. And we speak and move according to the Holy Spirit, according to what God sees already, which is we, the work is done. So I want to offer an invitation today. Everybody, everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed. I'm not going to ask you to come up here. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you never accepted him as your God. You never accepted his his terms of peace. I want to tell you today that God wants to stop the storm that's in your life. That tornado, that hurricane that's going in your life, that everywhere you go, it comes out. Everywhere you go, it brings pain, it brings frustration, it brings anxiety. Today, the Holy Spirit wants to come into your heart. And Jesus wants to change everything for you. So if that you, can I have you raise your hand? Nobody's looking at you. If you want Jesus today as your Lord and Savior. So I pray right now, Lord God, that you would just come right now to these people raising their hands, Lord God. I thank you for the hour of their visitation today, Lord God. I thank you they stand in agreement with your goodness and your mercy, Lord. So, Father God, I ask, Lord, that they will ask you to come into their heart right now, Lord. To make you the Lord of their lives, Father To join the family of believers, Lord God, that that trusts you in everything, Lord. That though the world may fall upon us, around us, and things may world may, may go through trials and tribulations, Lord God, I thank you that inside, Lord, we have rest, we have peace, we have vision, we have purpose. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I just want everybody to stand right now. I don't know what you're asking for for God today. I don't know what storm you're in. I don't know what prayer you're praying. I don't know what's ailing your bodies. I don't know what's ailing your mind and your heart. I don't know what you need God to rescue you from and save you. And we, you maybe have those, those things and we may in our spirit crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. Save me. Save us. Save me from this situation. I want to let you know God is fighting on your side. I want to give you a little hint about how, how I determine things when I know God is on my side. Which he always is, but we, to see it actually practical happen. There's a story in the Bible when Jonathan, which is Saul, King Saul's son, he was with an armor bearer and he was getting ready to face um, the Philistines. And he went both together to go face them. And when he went to go face them, he was like, he, the armor bearer, he said, are you with me? He was like, yeah, I'm with you and soul and everything, heart and soul. And he said, and Jonathan goes, if they call us out to come to them, we know that God has given them into our hands. If not, we'll stay here. So they go out to, to meet the Philistines, and the Philistines basically telling them, like, look at, these, look at these, these people, Jewish hiding, coming out of their hiding places, trying to face us. Come up here and I'll show you a lesson. I'll teach you a lesson. And at that moment, he knew that they were in their hands. They went up there and killed a bunch of people out there to the point where the earth began to tremble. And it brought fear over the Philistines. I want to let you know today, when things come at you, that's a sign that God is about to move. When trials come, God's about to move. When your people talk against you, God is about to move. Those are the hours of His visitation, those are the times when He's about to show up for you. So every time something negative comes, don't interpret it or behave in a way that will counter that same negativity. Interpret it as my breakthrough is coming. My change is on its way. Victory is going to come out of that situation. And he's going to hand over everything that's been hidden, everything that's in the dark, everything that's been trying to plot against you and to destroy you. God's going to give you victory. So celebrate when those things come. I know it's very hard to celebrate when we're mourning because we're in a season right now of mourning in our church. It's very hard to celebrate those things that we go through and we hurt. But following those things is a breakthrough that we never imagined. A visitation from God that we never thought we could see in our lifetime. And I want you today to say yes to everything that Je- Jesus has for you today. Not your way, but his will be done in your life. He's got our backs. We're about to walk through this, this water. This, the enemy is on our backs. And God is moving from the front to the back to protect us. Just like the people of Israel, when they were about to cross over the the Jordan, the cloud went and went, the darkness went in the back, and it it, it put a division between them and the enemy. God's going to put a separation between us and the enemy and give us victory and send us on our way into the journey that he has for us, the promises he has for you and me. (laughs) Ain't nothing going to stop it. Nothing's going to change it. Nothing's going to get in the way. We're going to push through and be victorious. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. They're going to sing over us. And today when we sing Hosanna, which these things are dangerous because I almost paper cut myself with this. <laughs> when we sing Hosanna today, we're not just saying a temporary um, save us from something that we seem that's out of control. But we're just saying Hosanna and thanking God that for him coming into our lives, he's going to break the chains that we seem that's very hard for us to break. He's going to show us the way out. And he's ultimately, he's going to give you the peace that you need to get through every storm, every situation. Victory is ours today, amen? So as we worship, just worship, man. I don't know what you're going through, but God is coming through for us. This is the hour. Even the Bible speaks that today is the day of salvation, not only for your souls, but for our situation. Salvation is here today to set us free, Amen. Amen.
1: the anticipation. We
2: await
1: the promise to
2: come.
1: Everything that you have spoken
3: will come to pass. Let
1: of your salvation I want to invite you up to the front my husband and I and people from the prayer team are going to be up here available to pray with you because we want you to know that you are not alone you are not alone the light of glory has come in and we are just simply ushers to take you there amen so as we continue to sing this song one more time feel free to come up to the front Hallelujah, come on, the altar is open.
2: Come on. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness is with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, will oh, come to the altar. The Rise, right. oh come to the altar.
3: oza
1: our hands, I want to release you with a prayer. Father, we sing hosanna because you are here in this room. And Lord, with our hands lifted high, Father, we honor you and we say thank you, oh God. For you are the king of glory, our king of Glory, oh God, and it's because of you, it's because of your unfailing love, it's because of your unselfish act, oh God, that we stand here today in victory, oh God. We just don't stand here, we just don't exist, Father. We we exist with a purpose, oh God, that you are continuously, Lord, bringing to pass in our lives, oh God. So, Father, we trust in you, oh God. We trust in you because you are a God of your word, oh God. We've seen your your promises come to pass and continue to come to pass, Lord. So, Father, who can we lean on but you in our hard times, oh God, because you have promised to see us through, oh God? So, Father, today we leave this place but we remain in your presence, oh God, and we come back here, Father just with expectation in our hearts, knowing, Lord, that you are doing something new, that you are pouring new anointing, Father, that you are bringing times of refreshing, oh God. So, Father, come alive to us. Come even more alive to us in our lives throughout the week, oh God, so that we can be more of a blessing to those that we come in contact with, oh God. You are blessed to be a blessing. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.